Just be attentive. You, O Lord, shall keep us and preserve us. Save me, O Lord, for the godly man has failed. Wisdom. The reading is from the Acts of the Apostles. Let us be attentive. In those days, as we apostles were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by soothsaying. She followed Paul and us, crying, These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to you the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. But Paul was annoyed and turned and said to the Spirit, I charge you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. But when her owners saw that their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. And when they had brought them to the magistrates, they said, These men are Jews and they are disturbing our city. They advocate customs which it is not lawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates tore the garments off them and gave orders to beat them with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. But about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them, and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's fetters were unfastened. When the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried with a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. And he called for lights and rushed in, and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Men, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all that were in his house. And he took them that same hour of the night and washed their wounds, and he was baptized at once with all his family. Then he brought them up into his house and set food before them, and he rejoiced with all his household that he had believed in God. Peace be with you, the reader. Arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all.
The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Let us be attentive. At that time, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from his birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, It was not this man's sin or his parents, but that the works of God might be made manifest in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night comes when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. As he said this, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle and anointed the man's eyes with the clay, saying to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means sent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar said, Is not this the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is he. Others said, No, but he is like him. He said, I am the man. They said to him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. The Pharisees again asked him how he had received his sight. And he said to them, He put clay on my eyes, and I washed, and I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? There was a division among them, so they again said to the blind man, What do you say about him since he has opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, Is this your son who you say was born blind? How then does he see? His parents answered, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind, but how he now sees we do not know, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him, he is of age, he will speak for himself. His parents said this because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess him to be Christ, he was to be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, He is of age, ask him. So for the second time they called the man who had been blind and said to him, Give God the praise, we know that this man is a sinner. 
He answered, Whether he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I know, that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you too want to become his disciples? And they reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, Why, this is a marvel. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born in utter sin, and would you teach us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard they had cast him out, and having found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, In who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and it is he who speaks to you. He said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Peace be with you who proclaim the gospel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is risen. Christos Anesti. Brothers and sisters, as our journey through the book of Acts, the most wonderful history of the church, continues in this Paschal season, we are brought to the ancient city of Philippi. More specifically, The account we heard this morning begins at the place of prayer, where the apostles were gathered for for worship, just as we are this morning. Strikingly, a slave girl who had a spirit of divination, as it says, met them there and followed them for many days, even annoying them. It is this slave girl that I would like to speak about this morning. First of all, as I just mentioned, most English texts read that she was possessed by a spirit of divination and that this spirit somehow enabled her to soothsay or predict the future. 
Note the obvious similarity between her and the so-called psychics of today. Interestingly, the Greek is more descriptive of just which spirit possessed this girl, for it says, pnevma pythonos, that is the spirit of Python. The Python was a mythological serpent that supposedly guarded the temple and oracle of Apollo at Delphi. Over time, the word Python came to mean a possessed person through whom the Python spoke, seizing control of the individual's vocal cords and speaking through him, much like a ventriloquist does through a handheld puppet. People ran after this girl to hear their fortunes and their futures, thinking that some sort of God was speaking through her. But the psalmist tells us, all the gods of the nations are demons. Any so-called God other than the one true living God of Israel, the Holy Trinity, is of the devil and is false. And the people then and today spend their precious time and money running to such things as horoscopes and psychic hotlines, only to be fooled and led away from the truth, which is Christ. The devil is a deceiver and the father of lies, as our Lord Jesus even calls him. He cannot tell the future, but fools those who would fall for his tricks. And the Lord is emphatically clear about this matter. For we read in the book of Deuteronomy, There shall not be found among you anyone who practices divination, a soothsayer or a sorcerer, or a charmer, or a medium, or a wizard. For whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord. You are to be innocent of such things before the Lord your God. The people around you seek and fortune tellers and psychics. But as for you, the Lord your God has not allowed you to do so. Therefore, do not trust in anything but the Lord, my brothers and sisters, for in him alone is truth, for Jesus is the truth and the light. Our vision is made clear when and only when we go to him for guidance. Now, since human nature hasn't changed much in 2,000 years that have elapsed between then and now, the people in Philippi were every bit as willing to spend great sums of money to learn of their future destinies. And this brought that poor slave girl's owners a lot of money. She was exploited in the worst possible way, both by the demon that possessed her and by her owners. In fact, her owners were, I would say, even worse than the demon, for when she was exercised, when she was cured by St. Paul, and the demon was cast out in the almighty name of Jesus Christ, they became furious. They could have cared less about her so long as she was bringing them her cash. They wanted her in bondage. They wanted her possessed so they could simply fill their pockets. 
what lust for money can do to people. As St. Paul wrote to his disciple Timothy, the love of money is the root of all evils. It is through this craving that some have even wandered away from the faith. For the love of money, the owners of this slave girl wanted her possessed by a demon. For the love of money, they also had the apostles lashed, put into stocks, and thrown into prison. For the love of money, Judas betrayed Christ, and his love of money drove him to take his life. For the love of money, people today exploit other human beings in the worst possible ways. God forbid that any of us here do the same in our businesses or in our similar fashion in our everyday affairs. Has this craving made us wander away from the church? Has it made us treat others as less than human? Has it led us to lying or cheating? Has it hardened our heart and turned us into tight-fisted ignorers of the poor to be selfish or stingy? The Lord wishes us to be honest and upright, compassionate and loving, generous and charitable, to do unto others as we would have them do unto us. Now, in contrast to those anti-Christian slave girl owners who lived a life of debauchery, extortion, and exploitation, the way of darkness and bondage, the apostles lived as Christ lived, which is the way of light, truth, and freedom. And because they lived an authentic Christian life, they also had the great honor to suffer as Christ himself suffered, which astonishingly led them to even pray and sing hymns to God while imprisoned. True joy they had, of course, and true peace. The similarities of their persecution to Christ's own sufferings are absolutely incredible. In fact, where the English reads that they had their feet fastened to the stocks, the Greek states that they had their feet secured easton xilon, fastened to the wood. Their witness and proclamation of truth led to a type of crucifixion, complete identification with their crucified Lord who was fastened to the wood of cross. Look at the whole scenario of St. Paul's and St. Silas's tribulation. They are dragged before the leaders and the people to be tried. Christ was also tried in like manner. They are stripped of their clothes, just as Christ was stripped of his. They were beaten with rods as Christ suffered many blows. They are put into stocks that is fastened to a piece of wood as he was fastened to a wooden cross. They are thrown into the inner prison as Christ was placed in a dark tomb. But now comes freedom for those lovers of God because of their endurance and their faith in Christ. Watch this now. The earthquake opens the prison doors as it once opened and rolled away the stone from the tomb. The gates that held the apostles 
are thrown open, just as Christ shattered the gates of Hades. All the prisoners were freed from their chains as the imprisoned spirits in the underworld were set free by Christ's descent there. This all happened after midnight in the darkness, just as the Lord's resurrection occurred early Sunday morning while it was still dark. Light burst forth from that tomb then, and the guard now calls for lights, being enlightened himself, baptized, and finding salvation in Jesus Christ. So then, be enlightened, my brothers and sisters. See the truth and see it clearly. There are many out there that would have you deceived, like the owners of the slave girl, and trick us into running after falsehood and away from God. Worse yet, the temptation to be like them in our businesses and daily affairs is a great one, for exploitation and dishonesty can bring profit and pleasure, fleeting and temporary as it might be. But the wages of sin is death, say the divine scriptures. The Lord has come into the darkness of ignorance to give us clear vision and understanding, true knowledge, my beloved, in order for us to see the way of righteousness and truth. Therefore, live honestly, be just in your transactions, love the Lord your God and your neighbor as yourself, for herein lies salvation and everlasting life. Christ is risen. Stand at the